Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to the episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. I am talking about influencer marketing today. What is influencer marketing? Well, you're going to find out from the one, the only, the wonderful Ray Sandrovich. And I really hope I said her name right. (laughs) Ray is a social media maven to the stars. She has worked with Grammy award-winning musicians and actors from the Disney Channel, Waco, and more. She also works with a lot of startup fashion and beauty brands to help launch their social media profiles to success. She is the owner of Candidly Social, and I am so excited to have you on the show to talk about this really like weird concept in the social media world. Welcome to the show, Ray. <laughs> Hi, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yes. So I know that everyone is dying to know, but what is influencer marketing? Influencer marketing is this new segment that has kind of emerged since social media of the Instagram Instagram people and Instagram stars and all of that, the Insta-famous people where brands are kind of branching out from the normal media of magazines, commercials, and stuff like that, and really targeting their audience through social media and the big people on Instagram and any other social media platform. And so these Insta-famous people, what is it that they do to help businesses? So they are essentially paid. Some people will do it for a trade, a free product. There's a lot of different ways you can go around, go about it. But um, they basically either pay them or it's a trade for product and they will post it and promote it on their page. And normally there's like some sort of contract or stated agreement of it's either going to be one post or we're going to do this for a month or we're going to do like three posts for X amount of dollars. So um, they basically promote it. So I guess you can think of it as maybe a magazine and they're kind of just promoting it where people will go to their page and like see the product and the fans of that person or followers will be like, Oh my God, I love everything that they use. Like this must be amazing. I need to have it. And so it helps that brand's name get more seen and more sales and everything like that. So this is almost just like the new wave of social media, uh, I guess of old, old days of TV life where people watch commercials this is like you find someone who's recognizable or famous mm-hmm. to sell your products like through infomercials and commercials before and now what we're doing is we're doing that in a social space through posts and video and just general usage yeah and also advertisements because now what brands are doing is they're asking the Um, influencers to either create videos or whatever and they'll actually use it as an ad on their pages and like a paid campaign so they'll even further the reach by using their image for their brand oh wow so I know that you work with it more like on a much on the most like idealistic (laughs) you know with Grammy award-winning musicians and Disney stars and Mm -hmm. brands and bloggers but dialing it back down to our boring business audience, 
what is it? So how does a boring business take this idea of influencer marketing and apply it to themselves? Because I think that most people are like, well, that's a celebrity. I, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm not a celebrity. I'm just the dentist down the street. So how does influencer marketing work on a more local, smaller scale? Right. So there's different aspects of influencers. So you can be a micro influencer or you could be a mega influencer. So a micro influencer is someone that really doesn't have a lot of followers, but they have enough engagement to where it will help the smaller brands. And you definitely want to make sure that when you do go and get another or get an influencer that you are getting someone that is interested in your brand and can relate to your brand. Because you don't want someone, if you're a beauty brand, going for someone that does food because they're obviously just doing it for the money. And those followers are more interested in food because that's who that influencer's followers are. And you might not get the return that you're looking for. Do you think it would be valuable for maybe a business owner for the influencers that they're looking for to maybe just turn to like their own customers? Um, Yeah. I mean, if their customers have like a large following, that's definitely good because obviously that's already, they're already a fan of their brand and they will be happy to promote your, your content. So that's definitely a good route to go for sure. So you've said something in the last couple of times, which is like having a lot of engagement, having a lot of followers and that. What is it that a business owner should be looking for? in an influencer from like um, a measurable stand, like what are the like numbers, that kind of stuff. So when you're looking at a page, you don't want to just focus on how many followers they have, because I'm sure everyone has already known about buying followers, buying likes, and kind of just faking it till you make it. And at the end of the day, those followers and likes aren't relevant to that page's brand. So if you're like, oh, they have 5,000 followers and they're getting 3,000 likes on a photo, that's most likely like not the case because they are probably buying it. And obviously that can be an organic um, an organic thing, but most likely it's not going to be that close in like between engagement and followers. So... I guess I'm just totally trying to dive into like, what is it that they should look for? So if I go to this person's profile page or business page, what should I be looking for? So you want to have an organic or a good ratio from likes to followers. So if someone has 5,000 followers and 50 likes, they most likely bought their followers. Um, So if they have like 5,000 likes or 5,000 followers and a thousand likes, that's more like a organic page, but you really want more to make people sure. are seeing it and then it yeah with it exactly. Like you don't want to go for someone like I said, five thousand followers and fifty likes because obviously that's a really a telltale sign that someone bought their followers. And another thing to add to that is that when you do buy, when someone does buy their followers those followers eventually unfollow you. So at the end of the day, you could be spending however much, like $500 for followers, and those followers aren't even going to stay. They're eventually going to unfollow you. So how can a small, boring business, you know, really know if it's going to work or if it's worth their time or effort or money to do it? 
Um, I think it really depends on your niche and your market because if you're, let's just say you're a a beauty brand, beauty brand people are all on Instagram. Like that's where your target market is hanging out. And so if you really want to get your name out there more, I suggest influencer marketing because that's almost, if you're going for micro influencers, you sometimes don't even have to pay them because they're so happy that a brand wants to work with them and all they want is product and they will promote your, your page. So um, that's just something that you really need to see where they hang out, what platform works best for your niche, and then go from there. I think some of the things that people should pay attention to when it comes to influencer marketing is I think that they should, when they're trying to find people, I think the best place to start personally is with their own brand, with the people that are already there, their raving fans. And then I think it's important to go become a fan of people that... um, you might be interested in working with on a local level. There's a ton of local bloggers in whatever community that you're in. Mm -hmm. Usually if you're in a smaller community, maybe not so much, but um, there's also just really simple things for, for influencer marketing. A lot of people don't realize, which is just like leaving reviews. Leaving reviews is a really simple way to, to show um, proof of concept, I guess, for lack of a better word for a business because leaving a review is saying that this person has been there and hopefully you liked that, that product or service or whatever happened. You know, usually have like a picture of them at that place Mm -hmm. or with their dentist or chiropractor or whatever it is, or the example of the work that they've done, like the roof that they put on their house or whatever that may be. And you can even, I don't, I don't think it's wrong as a business to ask for feedback or reviews because that's marketing material for me. Well, you can also make that a part of the contract too. So we'll give you a free teeth cleaning if you post something and leave a review of how good and your caption has to state like the service that you got or how good or how much you liked it or whatever the case is. And um, it's funny you say that because a lot of the med spas, that's what they do. So when you see like people getting their lip injections on social media and stuff like that, those people are paid and they're like, those are influencers that are in there and getting the free lip injections to be able to have their image posted on their page. They have to post it on their page and say where they got it done and stuff like that. Awesome. So in a nutshell, sounds like influencer marketing is where you connect with people who are one interested in your brand and to a good, like their followers, their um, audience that will be listening to them is also your target demographic. And you want to find a way to connect with them and to talk about your brand and then find out like what, what their costs or requests are for that. And then obviously you want to have a contractual agreement about what they can or can't do. Um, And that's one thing that you really want to focus on when you are in a relationship with an influencer and you are to that point where they're going to start sending you content is you want to be clear what kind of content you want to get from them, what kind of photos you want, because they'll do whatever they want and they can send you really horrible photos that you can't even use. So you want to be really clear, have everything stated out. If there are specific colors that you need included in it or whatever the case, like 
definitely make sure you cover all aspects of it because a lot of the time they will do whatever they want. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by All In One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month. All In One started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they are stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them. With packages starting at just $125 a month, All In One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising and more. All in One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback, as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com. And now back to the show. Now, it sounds like what you have had, it sounds from your experience, based on what you just said, that you think it's better to have really specific requests. I've heard a lot of other people that in the industry talk about let an influencer be themselves. Let them create content that um, resonates with their audience. Well, yeah, you do want that, but you want to make sure that the quality of the content you get is good quality. Because if you're getting photos that are grainy or not in good light, like those are something that you can't use. So not so much of like guidelines, but tips that you can give them and like maybe photographic examples of what you're looking for. So they know which direction like they should go in and they're not going to be sending you stuff that's grainy and you can't use because at the end of the day, you have a specific flow for your social media pages. And if they send you something that doesn't go with your flow, like you can't really use that photo. And then that's a wasted influencer. Yes. And then I also would think that you have the objective is to have um, you know, content to market your business. Mm-hmm. And if it's not quality, and that's why it's important probably to vet people because then you can see what they've done. Exactly. So you know what quality to expect. Definitely. And sometimes like for the actual physical stores and stuff like that, you can um you have someone there that is going to be recording um the procedure for you most of the time. So at that point, you don't really have to worry about it. Like if you have someone at your place of business that is really good at like video or they can like step away and record something, then that'll help you too, because they know what your brand is and they can help you. But if it's something where you're getting an influencer that doesn't live nearby or you have an e-commerce store, that's when you really want to be like more specific about it. Okay. So they... And I guess it's just kind of like to, I guess it's kind of like, I don't know, there's a way to wrap it up with a bow. <laughs> you just want to make sure that you remember your bottom line, which is to get more customers and get content that's shareable for you and find, connect with people that are first. I think the first place to start is people that are excited about your brand for sure. Yeah. And then also from there, you know, find other people that in your community, you know, what are the, I guess, benefits or dangers of working with like a PR person or someone that specifically finds you influencers? Like what is, what should people be looking out on that end? Um, on that end, you just want to make sure of the contracts because a lot of the time, well, that is a thing. Like if you do have someone that will help you find the influencers, they get a kickback on some of the, um, 
some of the rate that you get. Um, so that's something that you want to look out for. If you are willing to do that, then go right ahead. But a lot of people don't want to share what they're doing on. They don't want to share their compensation that they're getting. Yeah. Um, Another thing I would say is make sure that they understand your brand because sometimes what I've noticed within all of 2017 for the first time in like any social media, I've been doing this for six years. So I've been talking to people where they have been saying that people have been able to do things that they haven't been able to do because they think that it's easy and you want to make sure that they're legitimate and they can get you things because there's a lot of people out there now that are like, oh, this is easy. Like I can charge for this and they'll charge a lot of money and you won't get anything back. So you really want to make sure that like they're legit and can actually get you real influencers that will help you. Yeah. And I think when you were, it just really depends on the scale of it. You're doing things. Like I know that there are some people who's, whole whole business is just about like creating it's essentially just creating content for the brands under their influence i have a friend that's a food blogger in uh, phoenix and she used to do a lot of local phoenix stuff but as her quality got better and what she was doing got better she started getting bigger and better contracts with movie studios and things that she was able to do more and have more fun creating more content but i don't think companies like your Disney's and all that kind of stuff really need help with sales. I think it's just more about at that point, saturating the market with just lots of fun, unique, creative content. And that's where I think the biggest difference is between boring businesses and, and big budget businesses is that they have that luxury of just trying to like constantly be in people's faces with their brand and the boring business. It's more about, letting people build trust in your business through other people because it's like you can only yeah. talk at them talk at people so much about how great you are you really yeah. have that like and that, like oh, this person actually does a fantastic job and here's why and here's 10 other people that think that too yeah and it's almost like getting people that they can relate to like they're real people it's not actors that are doing this like it's real people that have been to the office they know what to it. They had the procedures done. They know what to expect and they can relate to it. And, and our social media is more so of creating the story and creating things that people can relate to. Yeah. And as the social media evolves, I think that the constant is definitely always going to be like the quality of the service and the people that love it. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great way to, to get started with it. So are there any tools or resources or things that people can use to up their game? I know that there's, again, turning to your own your own circle of people and customers that you like the most, that like you the most. And then there's finding people kind of like, oh, let me look up these bloggers, these people in my community, yeah. become their fans, see if there's a way to work an arrangement. But is there something maybe to do on like a different scale? Like maybe it's, less local business and more like, Oh, I have a product I want to promote or something like that. Yeah. So there's so many things out there of different websites that help connect influencers and brands, which um, I've been on the influencer side of it. So I'm not really sure how it works for the brand side, but that is actually a really good way to connect people with. And then Let's be honest, we all don't have enough time in the day to sit there on Instagram and searching, oh, this looks like a good influencer. That looks like a good influencer. So there's an amazing website out there called PeopleMap. 
And it literally will filter through, like you can even go to your competitors and filter through their followers. It'll give you their engagement rate, their followers. It'll analyze their whole page. So you'll really be able to see like, this is someone who I want to work with. And then it'll, you can create lists. So you can say, well, okay, this is someone I want to work with in the next month, or this is someone I want to work with in the next year or whatever it is. And you can create so many different lists. It's amazing. It cuts down the time like crazy. You can even filter it out by how many followers of people you're looking for. And um, another pro tip is that if you're a smaller brand and you want to work with someone who has 20 to 50,000 followers and more, those are the people that are going to want to be paid. And if it's the micro influencers that you really want to target, if it's not in your budget to pay a large amount, and you'll really be able to um, be able to do more. You'll have more leeway. Like you'll be able to either give them product and they'll do whatever, or have them come into your store and post because those are the people that are eager for those type of um, those type of collaborations, and they're not really expecting anything. They're just happy to be working with you and all that stuff. <laughs> That is a good way to to, to get these to distinguished. So on the topic of, I think, money and metrics, what should someone expect after they work with an influencer? Not like what should the influencer be doing, but like what are the, the results? Like what is it like, do, should they have more followers? Should they have more phone calls? Like what is it that they should be looking for and measuring? So it all depends on what their goals are. Everybody's goals are different. So if you're looking to increase sales, um, you should be able to see and be able to track um, the sales coming from that influencer. And one way to do that is to create custom codes. So like this influencer, they use race a 10 and you get 10% off of all of your, um, all of your purchase. And so you'll be able to track on the back end, how many people use that code and was it worth your time to even have them promote your brand? Okay, that's awesome to know. So I guess, and I and we talk about that a lot on the show, but all of your your posts should be, all of your objectives with your social should definitely be goal-driven. So yeah. all right, I think we kind of covered everything, guys. Let's see, we've talked about how to find them. We've talked about what you need to know. We've talked about what you should expect, differences between what big brands are doing and what your smaller everyday business is doing. And then, of course, how to approach the people and contracts and, like I said, I hope that you guys have everything that you need. Of course, if you need more, you can always uh, message either of us. I'm sure on social, probably Ray is better than me because <laughs> it's her jam. Um, so how, how do people find you on social? Um, so you can find me. It's at Ray Isa, R-A-Y-E-E-S-U-H on all platforms. And it's phonetically spelled out. So you can always know how to say my name. Nice. And of course, we'll have those links for you guys in the show notes, along with a link where you can learn more about uh, peoplemap.co to help you get started on your influencer marketing life experiment, wherever you're at. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the show, Raisa. It was fantastic. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, I hope that you guys have all that you need to get started and armed with the influencer marketing life. Until next time, I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? 
Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of marketing for your boring business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.